listener-supported AM850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And once again today, we welcome Dr. Luke as we continue our series on Luke's exclusives in the Bible. It's the stories that are found only in the Gospel of Luke. And now, for the last two weeks, we've been talking about a story familiar to believers and unbelievers alike, the story of the Good Samaritan. Good day there, Mr. Duncan. And as we said, it's a story that is perhaps too familiar. (laughs) You know, everyone knows the story, but they overlook the two practical and personal teachings it contains. Well, the first teaching we talked about last week is almost too obvious to overlook. Clearly, Christians should live their lives as good Samaritans. As we make our life's journey, we should be ready to help anyone who crosses our path in need. Uh, Not only the strangers, uh, but also those we know by name. Uh, Whether we call them husband, wife, mother, father, son, daughter, co-worker, fellow church member. (laughs) If they are in need, we, we should seek to help them with whatever resources God has provided. That may be the idea, Dr. Luke, but it is a standard we fail all the time. As I confessed last week, when I encountered a needy person, often my response is to pass by like the priest or the Levite. If I'd stay to help, then I just pretty much offer just a bare minimum and then I go on my way. Just, you know, I do that just to get them out of my hair. Or in your case, your, your lack of hair. <laughs> okay, Dr. Dr. Luke, the, that joke wasn't funny last week, and it's not funny this week either. Well, well but you know, I, I wouldn't even be able to make a joke at all if you just let me apply a little bit of Dr. Luke's amazing hair-growing elixir to your scalp there. <laughs> well, Dr. Luke, we agreed no more amazing hair-growing products, so let's just jump back into the topic. The parable okay. clearly teaches us to be good Samaritans, but it is a task at which we often fail. You know, but 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 I think the parable has another practical and personal meaning that, that should help that. You know, that's what you said last week, and we were looking forward to hearing that from you today. Well, you know, usually when we read the parable, uh, we picture ourselves as the Good Samaritan. Uh, we're out there in the world trying to be helpful. Uh, of course, uh, if we haven't been all that helpful, we, we probably picture ourselves as the priest and the Levite. But, but, Mr. Duncan, let's look at the parable again and picture ourselves as the man who has been beaten, robbed, and left half dead. Now, how does that picture fit us? Well, spiritually speaking, it fits us perfectly. Uh, why the Bible says we've all been beaten up by the world, which hates those who follow Jesus. Uh, the devil certainly seeks to rob us of every spiritual blessing, and our sinful flesh has left us half dead. I'm sure all of us have had days when life's troubles left us feeling beaten and half dead. Uh, In fact, I think that phrase, half dead, is particularly appropriate. Why is that, Dr. Luke? Well, according to the Bible, all of us are born in sin and iniquity, which means in a real sense we are born half dead. For the wages of sin is death. None of us is going to get out of this alive. And if something isn't done, not only will we die physically... 
but we will also die eternally. Hence, we are half dead now, facing a future when we will be completely dead, unless, as you said, something is done for us. I suspect I know the answer to this question, but I'll give you the honor of saying it. If we are the man who is beaten, robbed, and left half dead, then who is the Good Samaritan? <laughs> like you say, uh, the answer is pretty obvious. Our Good Samaritan is Jesus himself. Why, when you read the details of what the Good Samaritan did for that poor man, you can see it fits exactly what Jesus has done for us. Now, now read there the appropriate passages, if you would. Oh, Luke ten thirty three, But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Yeah, when he saw him, that, that beaten up man. Certainly when Jesus sees us sinners, he has compassion. Indeed, outside of this parable and, and one other like it, the word compassion is always used only of Jesus in the Holy Scriptures. Oh, oh, I remember where it says in the Bible that Jesus saw the crowds helpless and without a shepherd and had compassion on them. The parable continues, he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And isn't that what Jesus has done for us? Uh, but rather than pouring on oil and wine, he has applied the water of baptism so that our wounds might be cleansed. And your own book of Acts tells us, rise up and be baptized and have your sins washed away. Continuing with your story, we are told the Good Samaritan set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, take care of him. Again, that is exactly what Jesus did for us. He has taken us to the inn of the church, and, and there he provides for our care with the Holy Bible and the Lord's Supper. Things which he himself provides just like the Good Samaritan does. And finally, we are told the Good Samaritan said to the innkeeper, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. And, and isn't that exactly what Jesus has promised us, that he will come again. And, and when he does, he will provide us with whatever we lack. Nothing less than mansions in their father's house. It is remarkable the similarities between the acts of Jesus and the works of the Good Samaritan, although there is a big difference, Dr. Luke. What's that, Mr. Duncan? Well, Jesus actually did something far greater than the Good Samaritan. Jesus actually gave up his life for us poor sinners who have been beaten, robbed, and left half dead. Yes, indeed. It was quite a price he paid so that we would be cared for here and eternally. Uh, you know, all this brings up another big difference between Christians and the world. What's that, Dr. Luke? Well, the world would at least pay lip service to helping the needy. Uh, but you see, the world thinks you need to do these things in order to be good. If they do, uh, they, they believe in some god, some god of sort. They, they figure helping the needy should raise their esteem in his eyes. But Christians don't do these things so that God will love them. No, Christians do these things because they believe God already loves them. We're good Samaritans because Jesus is our good Samaritan. We love because he first loved us. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the word used there at the close of the story, uh, the good Samaritan is referred to as the one who showed mercy. You see, that's what Jesus did for us. He didn't help us because we've been so helpful to others, nor did he help us because of how good we'd be in the future. 
but he died for us in mercy. That is, while we were yet sinners, he loved us. And that's how we should deal with others. Not helping them because they deserve it or can repay us, but purely in mercy. But this brings up a question I wanted to ask. Sure, we should be good Samaritans, just like Jesus has mercy on us. But what about the beggar who uh, comes up to me on the street? Should I give him a handout? We donkeys. That's a difficult question whose answer probably depends on the person and the situation. Uh, But I can give you this general guideline. The point of this here parable is that we should always be ready to help those in need. But will a handout really be a help to that vagabond that approaches you? You know, unfortunately, many of them are just con men taking advantage of people. Others will take your gift and waste it on alcohol and drugs. So you're saying these are good excuses to avoid helping the needy? Oh, not at all. What I'm saying is... Is there real concrete ways to help the needy? I mean, almost every church has some endeavor to help the homeless and deprived. Every community has organizations providing food and housing for those on the streets. I think supporting these projects is the best way to help. Uh, But the beggar on the street, he'll always serve a purpose. And what's that, Dr. Luke? Well, he is a reminder of the sin that still dwells in our flesh. For our typical response, like you said, is to avoid that needy person when we really should be helping him in every appropriate way. As I said earlier, I know my natural reaction is to walk on by or give him the bare minimum just to get him out of my sight. Yeah, well said, Mr. Duncan, Uh, which is why the key word again in the parable is mercy. That's how Jesus always deals with us. God help us to show the same mercy to others. Uh, You know, having said that, Mr. Duncan, I realize being a good Samaritan is not always an easy thing to do. I tell you what, next week I'll come back with another Luke exclusive, which offers words of encouragement for those of us who find it's a struggle to live the life of a good Samaritan. Well, I look forward to that. That sounds like a great plan. Thanks for being on the program, Dr. Luke. You're welcome, Gary. We're listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news.